Hey, COH fam, so excited about what the Lord is doing in your lives and in our lives, and just excited about this word today. I, I want to share with you from scripture in 1 Samuel, the 22nd chapter. In 1 Samuel, the 22nd chapter, it says that David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Abdullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him, and he became their leader. About 400 men were with him. Now, look, I want to pray with you right now, but I want to pray with you as I prepare to share on the theme and the subject, maximizing your cave maximizing your cave. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this moment. I thank you, God, for your people. Most of all, I thank you for your power. Now, God, use me, God, to speak a word, God, that even God on video, even God through internet can change and transform lives, encourage somebody, save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody. And we'll be sure to give your name, the honor, the praise, and the glorious. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen maximizing your cave. Now look, this scripture in 1 Samuel in that 22nd chapter, it's about a gentleman by the name of David. That David was the one who you hear about, he's the one who killed the giant Goliath. David is the one that when everybody else was scared to fight the battle, he fought the battle. That David was anointed by a priest to be king, even though there was Saul who was already the king. David was anointed by the priest to be king, but Saul was already the king. But David went to work and be up under Saul. As David was up under Saul, a Saul ended up just having a contrary spirit, and Saul tried to kill David. Saul then started pursuing David, and David went off into the wilderness running from Saul. Uh, David went by a place called Nob, and then he went by a place called Gath. And we find ourselves in this scripture in which David, the Bible says, left Gath, and he went to a cave called Adullam. Now, in this place called Adullam, that David came to this cave as a place of refuge, a place to be able to get away from Saul. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes you can find yourself in a cave. Uh, it can be a physical cave, or it can be a mental cave, or it can be an emotional cave, or it can be a spiritual cave, or it can be a financial cave. But every now and then, I don't know about you, but you can find yourself in a cave. But I've come by today to tell you, don't you run from your cave, but I've come by to talk to you about how how to maximize your cave. The challenge for too many of us is that we have shaped our spirituality in a way that we think that we're only supposed to be on the mountaintops, that we talk about our spirituality as a spirituality of blessing and that it's all about blessing. But everybody has to go through a cave experience sometimes. And the cave does not make you less blessed, but the cave is just a place along the journey. And to somebody here today, I, I don't know where you're listening to, me from. I don't know if in your bedroom. I don't know if you're on your phone. I don't know if you're on your laptop. I don't know if you're in the kitchen, but wherever you are, I've come by to let you know that if you find yourself in a cave, don't you think that that means that God doesn't care, that God doesn't love you, that God can be right there with you in the cave. And I want to give you some tips on how to maximize your cave. One of the first things I want you to understand if you're going to maximize your cave is you've got to understand that your cave isn't for isolation, it's for refuge. 
That's right, your cave isn't for isolation, it's for refuge. What does that mean, Reverend? That your cave isn't a place for you to be stuck all by yourself, but your cave is a place of safety to be able to take care of you in the midst of a rough situation. See, so many of us get concerned and many of us feel less of ourselves because it was fear that drove us to our cave. But the reality is that sometimes God allows fear to drive you to your cave in order for you to be safe and protected under God's care. Uh, that I, I know that y'all got this whole th thought process uh, that fear is not of God. Uh, but, the, but the scripture says that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. Uh, but fear itself is a natural physiological response to danger. Uh, that fear is what keeps me from grabbing hot pots that are boiling on the stove. Uh, because I understand that if you reach and touch a hot pot that's boiling on the stove, you can burn your hand. And I'm afraid of burning my hand. It is the fear that keeps me from the danger. Uh, and, and that's why I get nervous about folks who act like they're not scared of anything. Uh, but you've got to understand that sometimes it is natural for fear to drive you to the cave and you're in the cave because it's a place of refuge. Uh, that's why my brothers and my sisters, uh, when folks tell me that they're not scared of anything, or even when folks are acting right now like they're not scared even of the coronavirus, it makes me nervous uh, because there are some things that you should be afraid. I didn't say you should have a spirit of fear, but you should have a healthy sense of fear that then dictates how you deal with the situation. And, and I've come by as your pastor in this moment uh, to tell you, look, we have to make sure as a congregation and as a people in a situation in which African Americans and people of color are dying and impacted by this COVID-19 uh, more than any other group, uh, that we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and taking care of our family. And we can't go around all willy-nilly acting like we're not afraid and then taking stuff back that ends up making our family members sick and we get sick. No, no we have to make sure that I didn't say have a spirit of fear. I didn't say have a spirit of anxiety, but we have to make sure that we are allowing a, a sense of how to navigate a real and present danger to be able to dictate how we move and how we act. And so that's why uh, we're not back in the sanctuary right now. It's not because we don't believe that God can make a way. It is because we believe that God has given us insight in how to navigate danger so that we can keep each other safe. And I need you to keep your family safe. My younger brothers and sisters who, who I, I know that you're young and you're healthy and you're thriving, but the fact of the matter is that when you're out there partying out there in major crowds out there, I know if your mask's not on, it ends up that you can take it back to your family members or take it back to somebody who takes it back to a family member. Let us have a general sense of how to deal with danger of the moment to allow us to then focus. David went to a cave because Saul was trying to kill him. Saul was trying to kill him. David went to a cave, but the beautiful thing is, one, that cave was not for his isolation. It wasn't to keep him all by himself, but it was for his refuge. It was a place of safety. But the second thing you've got to understand is that the cave is where you regroup and recruit. It's an amazing thing that happened for David in the cave. Uh, the Bible says that uh, when David got in the cave that his brother and his father's household heard about it and his brothers and his father's household came down to the cave to be with David. It also talked about that anybody in that region who was in distress or in debt or discontented, they all came to the cave. And by the end of the situation that David had 400 men that he was now the leader of. You see, because the cave was not the place of David's isolation, 
it was a place for him to regroup and recruit. That as long as he was on the run, he couldn't get himself together. As long as he was on the run, he couldn't pull his team together. As long as he was on the run. But sometimes you end up in a cave, but it's not to break you down, it's to build you up. Sometimes you end up in a cave and you find out in the cave who's really for you. I found some of my best friends in caves. I found some of my best friends in caves because that's when you can find out who's really ready to roll with you. Everybody can be with you when you're on the mountaintop. Everybody can be with you when you're balling. Everybody can be with you when you got it going on. But when you're in your cave, that's when you pay attention. Now, not everybody who comes to be in the cave is supposed to be there for you. You've got to make sure you got the right kind of folks in the cave with you. You see, I've come to understand that the folks who came to be with David were the kind of folks that came to organize in the cave. And they understood that the cave was not the destination, but the cave was the preparation for the elevation. Let me tell you that again. That the cave is not your destination. The cave is the preparation for your elevation. And you've got to make sure that when you're in your cave, that you don't have cave dwellers within the cave. Because cave dwellers never want to leave the cave. Cave dwellers just want to be in the dark with you doing dark stuff because they believe that they can just keep you stuck there in the cave. And so I've come by because of somebody here, you've got folks and you in a cave, uh, but, but that's when some folks are coming to you and they're trying to prey on you because you're in a cave. You're in a cave and that's when folks are trying to come with you and act like they really got your back, but they don't really have your back. You can tell by their actions. Anytime you try to get out of the cave, uh, they're trying to pull you back into the cave. You can tell by the functions they want to participate with you in that all they want to do is do cave dweller living, but the cave is not the place to act like a cave dweller. The cave is the place to regroup and to recruit. The cave is the place to get organized. The cave is a place to strategize. As black folks in this nation, we're in a political cave. As black folks in this nation right now, we're in a political cave. When you look at the heights of leadership, when you look at the range of leadership, you can see that folks are shaping policies that do not care about us. They do not care about us. They could be less concerned about us. And all the disparities are getting worse. Uh, if you look at the financial disparity, it's getting worse. The wealth gap is getting larger. The health disparity gap is getting larger. The food desert gap is getting larger. The, if you look at all the kinds of gaps, they're getting larger and we're finding ourselves further and farther down, that we're in a, a political cave. Uh, but now is the time for us to get together and to get organized and to strategize, even as we're getting prepared for this next election, because we've got to make sure uh, that we pull ourselves together so we can take care of each other. And that's why uh, uh, during this season, you're going to hear us talking a whole lot about voter registration and voter mobilization and voter education, that we've got to get ourselves together because elections matter, y'all and elections have consequences and you can tell by who's in office uh, what's happening in this nation and it does not have you in its best of heart. We've got to get organized in this cave. Uh, but the third thing that I'm up out of here is you've got to understand you've got to leave the cave with a plan. I shared with you earlier that your cave is not your destination. Your cave is not the place for you to stay but your cave is, is, your, is your preparation for your elevation. And as you're getting prepared for your elevation uh, you, as you're getting organized in the cave, as you You've already regrouped and recruit and you already got your team now with you it's time to get up out the cave but you don't just leave out the cave willy-nilly but you've got to leave out the cave with a plan and that's why I like David David uh, when he left the cave he went to Mizpah now get this and this is important he went to Mizpah and talked to the king of Moab and said to the king of Moab I need you to take care of my parents while I'm still around I need you to take care of my parents I need them to be safe can they stay with you and the king of Moab said yes sure I'll take care of your parents 
that your parents can stay with me. One of the big things about your plan is you've got to make sure that when you're coming up out the cave that you're figuring out how to take care of your family. Uh, that, that, that it cannot just be me, myself, and I, but you've got to understand and be thinking about your family and how you can take care of your family because just because you're coming out of the cave doesn't mean you're coming out of the struggle. It just means you're coming out of the cave to be able to engage the struggle to get to where God has for you to go. You still got some battles to fight. You still got some wars to win. You still got some challenges to handle, but I've come by to let you know that God will let you handle them all, but you need to have a plan for how to take care of your family. This is not, coming out the cave is not the time that you just buying stuff for you. Coming out the cave is not the time that you going on spending sprees and shopping sprees. No, coming out the cave is a time in which you're shaping the financial strategy for your children and your children's children to be blessed. Coming out of the cave is a time in which you start thinking about how you're going to accumulate some generational wealth. The coming out of the cave is a time that you're dealing with your body and your health and shaping good healthy practices so that your children can pattern the healthy practices. Coming out of the cave is a time in which you are able to look at how can I be a blessing to those around me? How can I take care of my family? You got to have a plan when you come up out the cave, uh, but not just a plan for your family, uh, but you've got to get a word from the Lord. Uh, when I look at the scripture, it says that he went to Mizpah and he talked to King Moab and asked King Moab, to the king of Moab, to take care of his parents. Uh, but then the Bible says that, that he stayed in the stronghold for a while, but then it said that the prophet Gad uh, said, don't stay in the stronghold and go to the land of Judah. Uh, that's right, that when you come out of your cave, uh, you don't just got to uh, uh, talk to the king, uh, but, but you need to get a word from the Lord. That's right. Too. I, I, I appreciate the fact that David went to the king of Moab to make sure his parents were safe, but I thank God that he understood he needed to get a word from the Lord until so he went to a prophet to get a word from the Lord about direction for his life. Uh, that when you're coming up out the cave, I've come by to let you know that God does have a plan for you and that God does have direction for you, and you've got to seek God's voice about direction for your life. Stop running around life willy-nilly. Stop running around life just letting life come to you however which way it comes. No, now is the season for you to seek God and say, God, which way would you have me to go? I've been in a cave, God, and I've gotten a little organized and I've gotten a little bit of strategy, but God, I need you to give me direction. Do I stay here or do I go there? Do I stay here or do I go there? Which way do I go, God? And if you tell me to go, God, then I'll go because I'll know that, God, you've got my best at hand. God, I'm going to do it your way and not my way. Now is not the season to just go after whatever looks cute, but now is the season to go after whatever looks God. That's right. If God's fingerprint is on it, if God's hand is on it, if God's direction is on it, if God's prodding is on it, then now is the season for you to go in the direction that God has for you to go. I thank God that David showed us that even in the midst of his cave, that he was able to come out of his cave and start moving on the path to his destiny and his purpose. And by the end of the journey, uh, David ended up as the king, ended up as the king, and he ended up as the king. And even in his kingdom, he ended up as an amazing thing. Uh, one of our members went home to be with the Lord, Brother David Hughes. And Brother David Hughes used to dance for the Khan Quran, Afri West African dancers. And at his service uh, this weekend, uh, this past week, uh, that you saw the Khan Quran West African dancers dance. And the whole service was called Dance Like David Dance. And it makes you remember that there was this David that came out of the cave uh, that was the one who they talked about dancing like David danced. Now, it didn't seem like he was going to be a dancer when he was in the cave. He wasn't in there working on dance moves in the cave. He wasn't in there trying to figure out how to get his dance on in the cave. Uh, but God moved him from the cave to the kingdom 
And as God moved him from the cave to the head of the kingdom, uh, then God allowed him, but when the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, had gotten stolen away, he was the one that helped to get it back. And when he brought the presence of the Lord back uh, to, to, the, to the people, he started to dance, and he started to give God glory and give God praise. And that's how we say to dance like David danced. I'm trying to help somebody here, and I've got to go, uh, but you've got to understand you may be in a cave today, but you can be dancing tomorrow. You may be in a cave right now, but you can be shouting next month. You may be in a cave right now, but you can be praising next year. And so don't you let uh, where you are right now uh, keep me. Matter of fact, uh, don't let wait till the battle is over, but you might as well shout right now. I wish I had somebody. You can just shout right there in your bedroom. You can just shout right there in your living room. I wish I had somebody right now. You can just dance right there wherever you are because I've come by to let you know you may be in a cave right now, but baby, just wait and see what God has for you. And you can start to understand that a cave today, but dancing tomorrow. And I'm going to dance like David danced. My brothers and my sisters, I've come by in the midst of this to let you know, you've got to maximize your cave. Don't let your cave keep you bound. But understand, your cave is your refuge. And it's a place for you to regroup and to recruit to God's honor and to God's glory. Now, if you're here today and you've never, if you're watching today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is that day. If you've never, if you need a church home, you're already saved, but you need a church home, today is that day. Uh, if you need to rededicate your faith, today is what? That day. Won't you, whoever you are, give your heart to Christ today? If you want to do that, if you want to make Jesus your choice, all you have to do is just type right there in the chat room, I want to give my life to Christ. If you want to, to make this church your church home, just type there in the chat room, I want to join Community of Hope. If you want to rededicate your faith, just type there in the chat room, I want to rededicate my faith. That whatever you're doing, that God can make all the difference and God can turn it around. Won't you right now, if that's you, if that's you, if you want to either give your life to Christ or make this your church home or rededicate your faith, I just want to pray with you. Matter of fact, I just want you to pray with me. And you can just repeat after me. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And today, I ask Jesus to come into my heart, be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today, I thank you that I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, won't you, if you prayed that prayer, uh, just right there in the chat area, type, uh, I, I gave my life to Christ or I, I joined the church or I rededicated my faith. And click on the link, and we just want to get some follow-up information from you. Now, everyone, we're about to have communion, and we thank God for Communion Sunday. Uh, you can go and get prepared and continue to get prepared, get your bread together, your juice together, your crackers, your water. Uh, we'll have a, a selection, and then we'll go forth in our communion and partake of communion together. God bless you.